RadioInfluence.com. Uh, flavor, flavor, please tell your neighbors, Ian Beckles with flavor in your ear. <laughs> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion, best of podcasting. What's going on now and what's soon to happen? Be sure to stick around, no fast forward or skipping. Dropping jewels, you don't want to miss them. Make sure you listen. Ian Beckles with the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's ear. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to Flavor in Your Ear. And it's been a uh, busy week, and they're all busy. Uh, what's good is hopefully we've seen the last of the 90s, 90s being temperature. Uh, I'm done with the heat. Uh, we're having a cold front this weekend, and I cannot wait to get up in the morning and feel a little chilly. I mean, that, that's that's my jam right there. So it's been an eventful week, and uh, watching the news and uh, all the goings-on, bombs and craziness going on in our world. Um, none of, every week we I talk on this podcast in particular, talk about how you know, the world is scary. It's it's never been as scary it is right now for me. You know, when you talk about, you know, politics uh, and violence, nothing's been as... I've never seen it this violent before. I heard a 70-something-year-old woman say she's never seen the, the country this divided in her life. And she's went through a whole lot more than what should be going on now in 2018. So we're going to touch on that a little bit. I always touch a little bit on sports. I don't get too deep into it on this podcast, but our Buccaneers had a big victory last week uh, versus the lowly Browns, who are not that bad. You're supposed to beat the Browns at your house. Uh, so the Buccaneers come back. They're, they're 500. They're still in the mix going to Cincinnati. You beat Cincinnati, who's a good football team, good defensive football team. Uh, all of a sudden, you're back in the mix. And Jameis feels a little bit better about himself. The Buccaneers feel better about themselves. The regime can exhale a little bit and start breathing because there was some tight butt cheeks going on after losing three in a row. So you never know. The Bucks can figure out a way to win in Cincinnati, and then hopefully they'll be heading in, in the right direction. Uh, I don't talk about the Bulls much. I uh, went to their game last week, watched them uh, barely beat UConn, who has just got awful. Uh, but, you know, our USF Bulls are undefeated. Uh, I was just tripping too much on, a, on $113 I spent on a bottle of Smirnoff and uh, six six cans of soda water. That was tripping me out a little bit, still tripping me out because I missed that money. I'll never see that money again. Now, so many things happening in our world pop culture-wise. Um, you know, I'm not a huge lottery guy. My mother was big on lottery. I like lottery. I, I like the, the thrill of it. I didn't play lottery in the last couple of weeks with all the craziness going on. And, you know, there's, I think it was last Friday, 800 million tickets sold. Um, you have a 1 in 292 million chance to win the lottery. 1 in 292 million. If If you really think about it, the people that spend like an astronomical amount of money on lottery, it would be a lot more intelligent just to go to Seminole Hard Rock Casino and sp- and and put it on either black or red. Be, the, the chances are better. They said the chances you have to win the lottery are the same as grabbing a coin and guessing what's head or tail and then staying with that. Say so you say heads and you flip it, it's heads. You have to say heads 28 times in a row and it has to be heads 28 times in a row. That ain't going to happen. So winning the lottery ain't going to happen. Somebody's going to win it. It does have to happen. But it's, it's the American way, I guess. I guess. I was at the Circle K and, 
you know, had to go to the ATM because you, you can't use your credit card for a lottery. And uh, I was flabbergasted to know that the ATM cost $3.25 at the Circle K. What's happening in our world? We're getting, we're getting gouged every damn where in our world. It's a good thing I'm a man, though, because I think Forbes came out with the top salaries for TV, uh, all the TV actors and the, uh, and the artists. And uh, I never understood. I've heard actresses complaining about the discrepancy in pay before. But when that came out with the top 10 and the, you know, the top earners, I realized there's no women in it. Like when you're talking about the two biggest shows we're making the most money were Big Bang Theory and Modern Family. And both of them have women or have women in them. Uh, Big Bang Theory, uh, my guy Sheldon, the Indian cat, and the other two dudes were, four, I think, four of the top 10 earners in, in Hollywood. And Modern Family had, I think, three other dudes as well. No women. Eh, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy what's happening right now. And it doesn't seem like everything's, anything's evening out. And you had to have seen um, the catastrophe that Megyn Kelly went through this week. And um, you, you might be surprised to find out my view on this whole thing. I was, I was listening to Al Roker. Um, he was incensed saying, you know, she needs to really apologize to African-Americans for real. Uh, I heard what she said and I ran it back and I played it a few times. And it's 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 not a big deal to me. It's not. I mean, I I reserve what I I reserve what I get offended from. Okay, I don't know Megyn Kelly. I'm I'm positive my politics aren't the same as Megyn Kelly. That's for sure. But for Megyn Kelly said, and she didn't say it's okay to dress up in blackface. She didn't say that. She did not say that. She said. I had friends in college or high school that drew, dressed up as a black Jackson 5 and they painted their skin and that's okay. Is it that bad for a white person to paint their skin a little bit browner and be the Jackson 5? And so if five people want to be the Jackson 5, those are the ones you want to be called racists? They really do? Not me. Not me. When you say blackface, that's somebody painting their face pitch black and talking like mammy you know what i mean like come on that's not the same thing and megan kelly pretty much uh lost her job i know she's not gonna recover for this it's not final but they say her ass is out but you know what it's not because of that comment megan kelly's made many other comments that i found more offensive than that i really i really did and her ratings aren't that great and she makes a whole lot of money so know what's going to happen to her on the way out doorknobs going to hit her but they're going to hit her with a lot of money on the way out too that's the way it goes in hollywood and that's the way it goes in uh corporate america as well andy rubin who was one of the head dudes from google was having allegations of sexual misconduct and they said well we can't have you associated with our product anymore uh we, we you got to get out of here here's 90 million dollars and you got to go man i bet he learned Gave him $90 million on the way out for touching people. No lawsuits, no nothing. And that's that's just the way it seems to be going, man, because um, the women can't catch a break, and it just seems like men catch breaks all the damn time. It, it really does. Now, obviously, the big story this week has been, you know, the undetonated 
pipe bombs that were sent all over the country uh, to basically Democrats um, and Democrats that Donald Trump hates. And I don't know if that is relevant. A lot of people think it is. I don't know if it is. I mean, it's up to you whether it's relevant. We don't know who did it. I heard Rush Limbaugh say the Democrats sent it to make to make Republicans look bad. And that may be a little far-fetched. We don't know who sent it. We, we, we're going to find out here pretty soon. And we're going to find out whether it was politically based or not. But how can it not be? But, boy, I tell you what, the when I listen to both sides, um, it's getting to a point now where it's it's getting gross. It's, it's getting gross because, you know, Donald Trump sits up there after this, doesn't really say anything about the Obamas, doesn't say anything about the Clintons. Um, he doesn't really talk about anybody that he doesn't like. Uh, he just doesn't. I mean, he wouldn't even really say anything about McCain and his death. You know, I mean, he's pretty freaking petty. But he stood up there in front of you guys and me, too, because I was listening, and said, we don't condone violence in politics. You shitting me? Everything coming out your mouth is violent. Everything coming out everything coming out your mouth is violent. Anytime somebody sneezes in another country, you'll say, well, you better not do that again or you'll feel the wrath and blah, blah, blah. Forget about other countries. We're, we're at war with ourselves. This is a civil war that's happening and people are worried about it's it, It's right on us, I swear to God. And the racial feel in our country is bad. I'm listening to um, a podcast that somebody's putting out there. Uh, it was far, the guy was far right. And they basically did like a, a robocall um, podcast, which was going up against Andrew Gillum, uh, the, the, the black guy here from Florida who's running. And they de- delivered the podcast in blackface dialect. Is that politics? Like, to me, that's not politics. If you're you're delivering something in blackface dialect, I don't see how that's, I don't think that's politics. We're in a bad, bad place. And, you know, I had this discussion with a friend of mine the other day, and he's a friend. And we had a very civil, educated discussion about Donald Trump. And it it was enlightening because... Every time you talk about this, you people get, you know, real pissed. But I said to him, as an African-American or as a black man, you're, the hair on your neck is supposed to stand up when somebody says they're a nationalist. It's supposed to. It did before he said it, and it still does. And then, well, the, the, the supporters are going to say, well, that doesn't mean you're racist. Well, Google it. Google it. Google nationalist, then go to images and see what comes up. It's not going to be clean cut cats, you know, sitting behind a desk with an American flag on it. It's going to be dudes in hoods and burning stuff. And there's going to be no black people there. So he came out and said, I know this word is old fashioned. Yeah, like slavery. Stop it. You're a nationalist and I'm supposed to be, I'm not be leery of that. And there's, it seems like there's a new movement that's, you know, developing, the only unfortunate part for me is, hey, no black people involved with it. There's no black people involved with any of the movements. And, you know, 
it's either he's oblivious to everything, and I don't think he's dumb. I really don't. He's not. It's either he's oblivious, and I don't think that's it, or it's just it's just overt radical racism. It's one of the two. It can't be in the middle. It can't be. Hey, guys, let me tell you something about sex. How about good sex? Uh, I hope you like it. I do. I'm 51 years old, and you know I've liked sex throughout my whole life. But when you're 18, it's just a little easier to get it going. Uh, I don't really have a problem, but it's always, it's always good to get a little boost. And I found the perfect product to give you that boost, and that's Blue Chew. And Blue Chew, that's B-L-U-E, Chew. Go to bluechew.com and see what they can offer you. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, and you know those work. But the problem I have with Viagra and Cialis, uh, they gave me headaches. There's all kind of side effects, and you don't get this with Blue Chew. All you get is the same effects as you would get with Viagra and Cialis. That means it's go time, and you uh, you feel like a champion. So you got to take advantage of this new sponsorship that we have, and you can go to BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code FLAVOR, and you can actually try it for free for a limited time, so you want to take advantage of pay $5 shipping. So once again, go to bluechew.com, use a promo code F-L-A-V-A, and you get the first batch for free. That's F-L-A-V-A. You know, when you see the caravan rolling, and the, the caravan, I don't know where it's going to end up. And there's, peop- there's people falling out on the way there. Um, I don't know how it ends up. And I don't know if I want them all here. But I'm not about to call them all rapists and killers. No, absolutely not. And when 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 you say there's Al Qaeda and there's ISIS in there and then, you know, a reporter says, where do you get your information from? And you don't have an answer. You're just trying to scare everybody. Our president is trying to scare us into hating brown people. And that's what that's scary to me. Listen to this scenario. I saw a videotape. Listen to the irony of this. I saw a videotape. It looked like it was in a Burger King or something. And there was a black man wearing a MAGA hat. And a white guy stood up and confronted him and snatched the hat and threw it on the ground. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? First of all, I don't want nobody touching me. I don't care what hat I'm wearing. Don't touch my hat. Okay? I'm always wearing a hat. Don't touch it. I don't want anybody in my face talking to me about what I'm wearing. And I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If somebody's wearing something or they believe something and they don't offend you, not if they don't offend you, they're not affecting you, leave them alone. I don't care if they're politicians or just a regular ham and egger off the street. You have no right to approach somebody with your political views in a restaurant. F you, okay? There's too much of that going on. And when you approach somebody like that, you're fueling the fire of what you hate them for. You hate them for not being open-minded. You're not being open-minded either. And when I'm hearing stuff, when I'm hearing rumors and stories, and they're not rumors because they're out there, of voter suppression and how some of the politicians are sending the wrong dates to people of when they should vote. And it just it's getting to a point where I'm like, I, don't, I cannot believe we're still doing this or this is still happening, seriously. And looking for, you know, just looking at politics in general, um, 
It's a terrible feel. It's been a bad feel for a long time, but not like this. And I don't care which side you're on. You have to agree with me that Donald Trump is not good for this country. I don't care what side you're on. And if if you bring up economics, go fuck yourself. Because nobody cares about morals and what's right anymore and ethics. And by the way, the S&P is down for the year, by the way. So all this economic stuff that everybody's bragging on, have you seen the money? I haven't. I haven't had a Donald Trump check. So we have to deal with racist some bitches and just so the S&P's up, I don't have no money in stocks. What do I give a crap about the S&P? And it's not just about economy. If that's the most important thing in your world and everything else is irrelevant, then maybe you're, maybe you're the problem. And if I hear the left keeps on accusing the right of being violent and the right is accusing the left of being violent, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's like that. We're like, it's like the Hatfield and McCoys right now. We just hate each other. And for the president, once again, to stand up there. And, and do, do I think he instigated this? He sure it doesn't, he's not helping it. And for him to stand up there and said, we need to be together. No way. Come on. Come on, dude. I, I just, I don't want to hear that. You can listen to it if you want. I don't want to hear the president say we need to stay together because nothing in his mouth, nothing he's ever said come out of his mouth makes me feel like he wants to be together. Not one damn thing. So I'm waiting for something to happen to make me even believe that that, that some of these politicians are even human beings. I'm starting to worry that they might be from another planet. And I said this the other day. Somebody said, well, who else could have sent those bombs? And I go, Putin? Think about that for a second. Putin, the last time he he said something, I heard him say, the symbols of America are an eagle and uh, a dove with some olive branches. He goes, it looks like the the eagle walked over and ate all the olives and and the dove or something. I was like, I don't know what that means, but it's not good. I, I, I think he means that you guys are in trouble. I think we're in trouble because forget about Russia, forget about North Korea, South Korea, all the Koreas. We're in, we're in war right here amongst ourselves. No doubt about that. And with our, you know, our fierce leader talking about being a nationalist, boy, I, I just haven't seen a whole lot of black people involved with nationalists. And if that doesn't scare you, that's fine. But I just, for me, it's, it's very, very scary. And that's, that fear can't go away because, you know, it's in your face every damn day, every single day. And there's there's clearly two sides. I want to be in the middle. That's where I want to be. And all the people on both ends, you know, congratulations. But uh, y'all are the ones sending the bombs, and y'all are the ones uh, approaching politicians, and y'all are the ones throwing hats, and you guys are the ones doing all this crazy shit that's gonna mess our beautiful country up. You guys ain't the ones, man. I'm hope, I hope that's not who's listening to this podcast. I hope it's not far right or far left. I can't stand both sides that are far. Can't stand it. Because y'all, ain't, you're not trying to prove anything and there's no peace involved with it. I'm on the peace side. It would be nice. But I'm, I don't see it. I don't see it in the near future. And it's just not going to happen with this president going on. It's just not. We, we, can, we can talk about whether Barack Obama was a better 
president or Bush was a better president or Clinton was a better president or Eisenberg or whoever you want to. Listen, they were all more peaceful than this guy. Okay, that's documented. And it's to a point now where I'm sitting there and arguing with somebody or debating with somebody whether he's racist. And I, I just I feel like saying if he's not racist, nobody is. If he's not racist, nobody is. There's too much evidence. There's too much evidence. Sorry. Sorry. It's up to me whether I think he's racist or not. And I just think he's a racist pig. That's me. If, the, if you don't like that comment, it's all right. I'm good with me. I wake up in the morning. I feel good when I look in the mirror. If you guys ever want to contact me, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. You could like to check my other uh, podcasts out as well. I got a football podcast, In the Trenches, comes out on Monday. My cannabis podcast comes out on Wednesday. And uh, we also have uh, Flavor of Tampa Bay that comes out as well. So we're kind of hitting all the different uh, categories and regions, and we love doing these podcasts. And if you're somebody who wants to get involved with podcasts as well, we have a wonderful podcast room over here at the Flavor of Tampa Bay, and uh, we can facilitate the whole thing. And you guys just plug in and do your thing, and it's that easy. So you can contact me on social media at Ian Beckles, I-A-N-B-E-C-K-L-E-S. Everybody have a wonderful week, and let's hope we're talking a little bit more positive next week, but uh, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. Peace out. To keep the conversation going, follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Beckles and check out DignitaryRadio.com to get the latest on where you can find him next. This has been Ian Beckles, Flavor in Your Ear on Radio Influence. Put the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's here. Bringing that flavor. This is a Rush the Field quick fix on Radio Influence. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Now, it's no longer called that because, uh, you know, political correctness. Uh, You don't want to talk about drinking and things like that. But the game's played in Jacksonville right along that Florida-Georgia line. No, not the country music group. I'm talking about the the border between the two states, Chris. (laughs) But but why? what makes this rivalry so great and what makes this just the scene to be seen in college football? It's... um because I would rank it right up there with with the um, the the Red River Shootout. Yes. Because you know you have the Texas State Fair, and then everyone goes and tailgates and whatnot. But this is right up there in terms of atmospheres in college football, tailgate wise, and of course the rivalry. Yeah, it is. Well, you hit on it. It's it's the locale. I mean, it's it's still a short flight for Georgia and a bus ride for Florida, mm-hmm. but it's right there. I mean, it's you know the the irony is Texas and OU. Uh, it's the same exact. Exactly right in the middle. It's like, I think it's like one mile difference or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's just it's incredible. But this this is uh, you've got the 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 border uh, a border state. Um, historically, you know, obviously even before the days of the split and being in the East West, they they played every year and. The recruiting battles were always, uh, you know, hefty. And it, it, to be honest with you, it was Georgia, Florida, 
and then Alabama, Tennessee. Now, in the old days of General Nealon and then, you know, early days of Johnny Majors, then, then Alabama, Tennessee was big because those were really, really good. Florida wasn't very good for years. Georgia had the, you know, under Wally Butts and before Vince Dooley, they were much better. Florida didn't get good. Even when Steve Spurrier played, they just – that Florida just was not much of a program, quite frankly. They're a new program. But then once Florida got really good, particularly Charlie Pell and then Galen, more, and then Galen Hall, but then more importantly, when Steve Spurrier, then they dominated Georgia. There was a discussion along the lines down the road uh, to play the game at uh, at least Georgia wanted it. And, and Florida said, no, no, we'll, we'll keep it. Steve Spurrier's the one that said, no, let's keep it. Hell, it's still a bus ride for us and it's still in the state. But it's the combination that it's one of the more unique things and that it was a neutral site. Rush the Field with Scott Seidenberg and Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.